Hey guys and welcome to the channel and podcast. I've got myself and Usher from Cricket for Us 2.0 and we're going to be discussing Lahore's victory over Multan in the PSL 2022 final. But we're not going to be concentrating too much on that. We're going to review the tournament. The team of the tournament is out. Usher, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll have to see his disappointment at Lahore winning. If you're listening, well, I can describe it to you. He's just shaking his head in disappointment. Um <laughs> We're going to go through the team of the tournament, some of the highlights. Uh, we'll talk about emerging players coming from it as well, some disappointing players as well, performances. Asha, before we get into it though, how are you? And I'm assuming you're very happy that Lahore have uh, have won. Yeah, I'm good. I'm absolutely ecstatic that Lahore has won Fezan. As you can tell from my tone, I'm being very sarcastic. I did not want Lahore to win. However, I'm glad they won. Let's be let's be honest. Now every single team in the PSL has won a uh, won a PSL title, so it's back on equal equal footing. Apart from Islamabad, because you know we've won two. But overall, I'm glad Lahore finally caught up. It took them seven years, but it was uh, about time they won it. On top of that, they've had consistent performances from the top order. They're bowling, and the highest wicket taker and the highest run getter are both from Lahore Kalandas. Uh, so yeah, very very impressive showing by them. But uh, yeah, I wanted Multan to win in the final. Yeah, of course, because you're a hater. No, I'm <laughs> he just he just didn't want me to be happy. Uh, but yeah, Lahore, in the end, winning their first PSL title, a long time coming, as I just said. And I think Multan, if they'd gone back to back, it would have really, uh, it could have been the start of some complete domination uh, by a PSL team for mm-hmm. for a few years to come. To be honest with you, so I think uh, given. The competition and going forward, I think it's probably a good thing Lahore win, Lahore won, sorry, even if you're a neutral. Uh, so that's good. Uh, in terms of um, in terms of the tournament, then, I mean, I think you predicted Multan. I think I did as well to win the whole tournament. Yeah. So obviously, no one guessed Lahore, did we? Which is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought Lahore might. I thought okay, they'll probably get through to the qualifying stages, and then I thought, will they? Make the final. I mean, you know, if they get lucky, but I just thought even then, I just thought more done too strong. I actually thought Isambar had a better chance, to be fair. Uh, but we can talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, you'll love to relive Isambar's loss to Lahore. Um, <laughs> in terms what of... loss? I don't know what yeah, you're what talking loss? about. Yeah, never happened, I... exactly. Yeah, never happened, exactly. And uh, ranting about what was it? It wasn't ranting. What was the word? I've forgotten. It was good. Uh, it was a good title for a video, though, that you're on. It wasn't ran- it wasn't ranting. It was uh, something else. It's Lombard fans lash out. That's it. Lash out oh, yeah. the uh, defeat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I ranted well. on another channel as well, and I was like, yeah. oh, I can't. I can't do this. This was this is too much. <laughs> but it makes sense. Like I, I, I think in the end, Islamabad United. If you look at it as a whole tournament, they weren't the best team because no. half of the time their best players weren't there, and they got absolutely hammered. So you know. It's a, it's a fair point. I think Mohamed Rizwan summed it up properly uh, at the press con- at the post match yesterday, saying the two best teams got to the final, and unfortunately today we were not the best team. And I'm like, yeah, fair point. I completely agree with that statement. Yeah, it's really interesting because I think if we look at it from a, um, I don't know, if we look at it from a subjective point of view as well like Multan were definitely the better they were the best team throughout the whole tournament uh, if it was a league like a proper league where it's just you know you play each other t- twice they would have won I mean that's what the league table showed but 
given the nature of the event and it, it ends up being more like a cup event really than a tournament i know that we call it a league but it's not really a league it's more of a only tournament. call it a league because you know icl was a league and then ipl yeah. was a league and then yeah that's why it's not really a league though they're not really leagues are they anyway they're cup they're cup tournaments <laughs> it's tournaments, it, but... it's catchy it's catchy and it's it catchy people, i guess yeah, yeah it makes people think about you know oh premier league because that's football so we try and hmm. match it up and franchises and all that yeah. Uh, merch all that good stuff which which makes sense to be fair okay enough of that then let's get into uh the tournament so i've got the team or the tournament up as well so we'll get that up in a second but mm. before we get into that i wanted to touch upon i guess let's touch upon islam bard first uh because of course you would have watched a lot of their matches i've watched quite a few of them as well do you think then given the loss of players um, so Sterling obviously had to go because of international duty. I know he came back for the last game, uh, but you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, he, it probably didn't help that he'd been playing, I think, the day before uh, in Dubai. And then Alex Hales obviously had to go because of uh, mental fatigue and in the bubble, came back as well, uh, played really well, to be fair, in his re- on his return to the team. Shadar was injured for a period. I mean, I guess you might say, well, okay, they, they still managed to make the top four, but if they had those players, would they have? be in the top two potentially and then it's different right because then they have two bites of the cherry they potentially even if they were to lose to say Muldan they would have had another opportunity against say a Lahore or Peshawar so I think you've got to look at it from that point of view as well Shadab I thought led them pretty well throughout the tournament uh, we you know kept on saying why does he keep on pushing himself up uh, in previous PSLs to be at you know between three to five in the batting lineup but this year I think he's proven that actually uh, he can do that role and maybe that's a good sign for Pakistan going forward but that's a discussion for another uh, video and with bowling wise as well I mean he's probably the best I've seen him bowl in a long time um, yeah. I mean he's, he's bowled so well throughout the tournament uh, but it wasn't just him I mean they had other people contributing Asfali wasn't as good as I think maybe we expected him to be but Alex Hales and Sterling at the top really good um, Azam Khan as well He's three matches, man. Three matches. I mean, throughout like, the whole tournament, I thought he was really good. Um, and a couple of really mature knocks. But, like, I don't think he'd... I've never seen him bat that long, uh, kind of get a total. I think he hadn't hit a T2050. Before, uh, I think it was last last PSL, I think he hit it. Uh, yeah. But there'd been a few years where he hadn't hit a 50. He kind of was just hitting, like, 20s, 30s uh, and showing promise, but hadn't really pushed on. Uh, and to see him push on, and he was close to getting 100 this year as well. And if he had, Islamabad would have won that match. He's really matured as well. But what's your overall take on Islamabad and, and how they performed? I think once, one, when they were at their full strength, they were a solid, solid team, right? They were very strong at the top of the order. In the middle order, they had the finishers, uh, Shadab Khan, Azim Khan, Asif Ali, Fahim Ashraf. And then you had decent bowling, which unfortunately on paper looks great but in this in this season of the PSL didn't really fire as often as it probably would have liked Hassan Ali unfortunately had one good game out of the eight that he played on top of that he was injured on top of that they still played him in the final game because they wanted to try and get, uh, try and get a win using uh, Hassan Ali was uh, Mohammed Usim Jr a horrendous tournament uh, this time around uh, even though he debuted for Pakistan last year and was looking good and probably one of the mainstays in the Pakistan T20s. If not in the 11, probably in the squad. 
but he had a pretty horrendous time of it as well. If we look at, uh, you know, some of the new guys. So I didn't know much about Mubasir Khan, uh, but he looked okay. He looked okay. He bowled a couple of good off-break uh, uh, off breaks in in some of the games, but in terms of his batting, he wasn't anything special. Uh, Raman Al Gurbaz also played a couple of matches. He was he was about just about what I expected. I expected a lot, to be honest. I expected a lot more from someone like Gurbaz. But he's he, really talented, isn't he? But he just didn't quite manage. He, to, did, he didn't get that many chances con, compared yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, that's true but, as well. Yeah. Do, do you think it was weird he didn't get so many chances as well? Because I would have, if you look at the international kind of breakdown i think who was getting picked over him i think it was so they had hale sterling i think dawson obviously monroe. and who's the fourth monroe and dawson monroe but monroe didn't play he what happened did he get injured yeah monroe got injured yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but even when he got injured though gurubaz wasn't playing though but then they, they bought him pakistani players he played a couple of matches but yeah he didn't and play then that he had many. To go, yeah and then he had to go for international duty didn't he but yeah it's basically if he had gotten more games, I guess he would have performed a lot better. Uh, He's been so, blasting it for Afghanistan. Yeah, that tells you, right? What did he score? He scored like 96 today or 100 against uh, Bangladesh. Uh, don't want to talk about that game because absolutely hammering him, didn't they? Right, uh, Afghanistan. Um, Nasser Nawaz wasn't as impressive as he was in the uh, in the domestic uh, uh, in the domestic cricket for Pakistan like uh, he he scored a hundred recently he's got a striker of like 150 160 in the last season so unfortunately he couldn't bring the same form into into here but the thing is all of these guys right if you've got 20 odd players and half of them approximately half of them are injured or have to do something else or uh, uh, bubble fatigue or international duty or whatever right you have to bring the players that you weren't expecting to play like I wanted Mohamed Herrera to play, I think I mentioned to you, but he got one game, right? Yeah. Danish Aziz got three games. Mubasir Khan is probably the one that got the most number of games, didn't he? He got like five or six games yeah. for Islamabad. So overall, they once they were at full strength, they were a great team and it was hard to beat a team like that. But as soon as they lost the top two, right? Sterling went after the fifth game or the sixth game. Hales yeah. went in the seventh. Monroe was injured by the seventh. Shadab was injured in the seventh, right? Fahim Ashraf actually did have a couple of good knocks with the bat and was pretty much a uh, an economical bowler for uh, for Islamabad. But overall, I think Islamabad wouldn't be disappointed with themselves, but they would have expected themselves to get to the final, especially with the team they selected, because I can't think of many other changes they could have made or many other picks that they could have had apart from, you know, uh, maybe getting a player who would last the full 10 games of the league or full uh, uh, 12 games, depending on if you get to the qualifiers and stuff. So yeah, overall, I, I'd give, I don't know if you want me to give you a rating, but personally, I think uh, Islamabad United had about a six out of 10 season, six, six and a half out of 10 season. Uh, on top of that, certain games, their fielding was absolutely horrible. It was just like, what are you doing? Like one shining light in the field uh, for me uh and it's actually with the ball, is Wakas Maksud. This guy, mm. with his Yorkers and his death bowling, and I've said it at least five times in the past week, Wakas Maksud's death bowling, I have never seen it this good. I've been following him for like two, three, three four years in domestic cricket, and I've never seen it this accurate. Yes, he got hit by David Wiesa, what was it, for 26, right? Yeah. But until that, po- until, uh, until that point, he was very, very economical. He was bowling slower deliveries. He was bowling Yorkers on the trot. Um, so yeah, unfortunate, 
uh, that Islamabad couldn't do much uh, after. Well, they got to eliminate it too, which is which is fair enough. But I think they would have expected at least to get to the final, considering the team that they had. Yeah, I agree um, for sure. And Islamabad six out of ten is not. Well, that's pretty accurate. The fielding, to be fair, though. I think every, every team, team was, was terrible. Poor, yeah. So. Uh, and so, and I, I think part of that is due to, uh, well, in the Lahore leg, it was especially bad. And I think that's because I still am convinced it's to do with the lighting in the yeah, stadium. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and, the lighting's also, not great. Yeah. It's something to do with the lights are positioned weirdly and also uh, the kind of fog as well. So, like, the balls were literally coming out of uh, like mist or, or fog and then they're having to catch it. And you saw in the final, like, uh, who was it? It was uh, Fakir Zaman took a catch literally where he was back like this and he's a really good fielder. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he took it kind of outstretched like that, he had so much time as well. Um, it just me- To me, it means that there's something going on where they're literally seeing it really late and they have mm-hmm. to try and adjust. Uh, so that doesn't surprise you why we've seen drop catches, to be fair. Uh, some of the ground... I think ground fielding in general was pretty good. Uh, there was a yeah. few mistakes, but overall it was okay. Um, so that's a good plus. Um, we'll talk, let's talk about then. Um, I'll, I'll talk about Lahore last, I think. And we'll, we'll kind of briefly talk about the teams and then I want to talk yeah, about some yeah. of the moments and stuff as well. Um, in terms of the other teams, I mean, Quetta, you know, probably would have expected to have done better given uh, that rhymes as well. Quetta did, yeah, they expected to do better. But uh, Jason Roy <laughs> was really good whilst he was playing for them, but he just couldn't carry them by himself. And so Fraz kind of, you know, had a, a knock or two, but wasn't really too great. Will Smead hit two nineties, but didn't get a, a regular uh, run of games. And my brother was like, why is he not playing? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, James Vince, man. Because they think James Vince it, was probably a better inclusion, even though Will Smead had a consistent, better strike rate, better average, yeah. more consistency, more uh, hard hitting batting. He didn't need that much time, but James Vince needed like 20 balls to start get it. Uh, to start get going, they could have played. They could have played both, and and then I think the, who's the overseas that they were playing? But I think he, I'm pretty sure it was. I've forgotten who the other one was, but uh, he wasn't doing. I just thought like he shouldn't be playing. I just thought they may as well show up their batting because bowling wise they were pretty solid. They had Nawaz in there. They had Nasim Shah who was bowling well. Nawaz um, got injured. Hassan was taken out. So yeah, that so Quetta unfortunately had to go into that zone where. A lot of their play- some of their players came in late. Some of their players yeah. uh, were unavailable because of whatever reasons. So Quetta has always had the short stick of the of the uh, of the law, and uh, I think this time around as well, they they could have done more. And I think next year probably they'll be looking to uh, go for a new captain. I, I've got a strong feeling they're going to go against the Sarfaraz captaincy and try and find someone else. I don't know who, though. I don't know who they're going to try and target. But I, I find it difficult. Even though I I don't think Sarfaraz is doing anything wrong, you might not think so. But um, I know a lot of people have talked about Quetta Gladiators potentially changing their uh, captaincy and slightly adjusting their management roles, etc. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Personally, I... Quetta and Peshawar is only two teams where I f- keep forgetting the players that they have. So that tells you how 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 much I was invested in both of those teams this year. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I just think it was it was really really interesting because we both predicted Quetta to make a late run and then qualify instead of Peshawar Zalmi, but it wasn't to be. 
Um, Nassim Shah was a big positive, though. I know, I know he was a little bit expensive at times, but got a lot of wickets. He's actually in the team of the tournament as well, spoiler alert. Yeah. But um, slow balls, and uh, I think he's been bowling, I think, really well, uh, considering his uh, his comeback. The slow ball and the evolution of that, well, to be fair, I say evolution is if he had a slow ball before he didn't. He's now brought in a slow ball. Actually, as well, do check out our video it's on my, I think it's on this channel. Yeah, Nasim Shah. Uh, so rising, uh, right of rising stars or rising young stars, I think it's called, or future mm -hmm. stars. That's it. Um, which is a series myself and Ashley are doing. Um, so we talk about that in depth. So I won't talk about him too much because you can just check it out there. But we talked about how he's bowling now. Um, and the other, I guess, positive for them was Omarakmal, which is quite a funny yeah. one. Renaissance of. Uh, one of the most talented batsmen I think I've ever seen at the age of about 18, 19, and he just wasted his career. But um, <laughs> that's true. Well, I'm just being, I'm just being honest. I'm just being yeah, honest. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't know if you remember, but that T20 World Cup game where he hit whatever 70, 80 odd against Australia, and he yeah, was yeah. like, it was like this kid is. Well, I say kid. I was a kid at the time as well, but I was like, this guy is like absolute beast. Like he's going to be a great for Pakistan. That's how I saw it and like talent wise he is so good but uh you know obviously discipline issues fitness issues etc has just plagued him and uh he just hasn't really had his head screwed on right but he stayed within the Quetta kind of team as a consultant and stuff and then wasn't really getting picked and he said look you know that's fine I'm happy just to be here and stuff but then he got picked and he took the opportunity with both hands and he scored runs so that was yeah. good to see I, I hope we see him like take it seriously and you know, who knows? Maybe you'll have an Indian summer. Uh, but we, you know, that must have been surprising for you. Surprising for me. Yeah, because, uh, well, I'll say surprising that he actually played so many games, because I had a feeling they were going to play him because they selected him, right? They they were going to give him at least a game. But that one game, and I was, uh, I didn't expect him to actually play a good innings. I th think he scored like twenty three off eight, and I was like. This reminds me of uh, a kid from kid from 10, 15 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. And that kid was ex exactly Omar Yakmal. But he has genuinely, I agree with you, he's not done much with his career. A lot of whatever issues, let's put them to the side. But basically, he tried to bring that form back. He had two good innings out of the four or five matches that he played. Again, not a bad return for someone they didn't really expect to play that many matches. Uh, so yeah, from, from that perspective, I think, Omar Akmal, if he stays with his head on straight, he doesn't do anything outrageous. I got a feel Quetta is probably going to stick with him. And they're going to stick with him because he's shown that he can still finish games off. He's shown he can still stabilize the ship in certain situations. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, I don't see him being like playing every single game. I think he can get like half the games. Uh, but yeah, very talented person, a uh, very talented player, unfortunately, with a Terrible, terrible career. Uh, <laughs> but all, let, let me just uh, say something about Quetta, right? One thing with Quetta Gladiators that I've noticed is that since they won the title, they've just not had the best time of it since then. They're like, since, I think it was the second or the fourth PSL, I can't remember. But since they've won, they've just gotten worse in the sense, not in their performances, but I think everyone else has just gotten better. Or everyone else has just gotten their players, the players that they wanted. They've just gotten them before them. So their team just doesn't look like a settled side. And again, I'm going to repeat myself. 
I don't remember most of their side apart from the English players and Safraz, right? I don't even remember who, which bowlers they have because they got injured or something like James Faulkner's thing, right? The entire Faulkner issue. That's horrendous. And I know like PCB came back with a with a brilliant like reply and all that yeah. stuff. And they've banned him and stuff. But <laughs> James Faulkner wasn't extremely important to them either, right? So Hale Tanvir, I don't know why Hale Tanvir is still, still playing. I don't know why Mohamed Irfan is still playing. Yeah. But let's... The, yeah. I don't know. It's Yeah, Koita needs needs a huge reshuffle. And I think there's one more team that needs a reshuffle. And I know we're going to get to that. So, yeah, it's it's not good for Koita. Yeah, yeah. Koita definitely need a reshuffle. They've got a lot of on, a lot of uh, older players in there, as you said. Mm. So, yeah, let's see. Let's see how they uh, how they go. Change of captain. I think there's going to be some massive changes. The shining light for sure as well. The biggest shining light was Jason Roy. I mean, he was just so good. I mean, the way he took apart Shaheen Afridi in that game against Lahore, I was like, what the hell? Like, I, I just haven't seen this. I, I don't think I've ever seen this before, actually. Just someone, the way that he took him apart was like, what? Like, how... How does this happen? Like Shaheen bowling like 90 plus miles an hour, swinging the ball, like attacking the stumps. People are normally, you know, backing away. They're getting cleaned up. They're struggling, right? They're kind of just being respectful. Jason Roy was like, nope. Punched him through the covers, you know, pinging him for six. Like he was, he literally charged Shaheen. Yeah. He charged him and hit him over his head for six. I was like, what? Uh, and this is, I guess, the mark of someone who is an elite T20 batsman. He's probably in the top five T20 batsmen in the world. Um, Jason Roy, and he is uh, a really phenomenal player. And it's just, it, it was a great thing to witness. And for me, actually, in terms of knocks, that was the best knock, I think, of the tournament. Um, and I'll ask you, but that 100 was just like incredible. Harry Brooks is up there as well, to be fair. But um, I just think, given the, the level of bowling attack, uh, I know the pitches are a bit flatter in Karachi, but still, given the skill set, it, it was pretty damn impressive. Um, thoughts yeah i agree with you uh, i think uh jason roy coming in first game as well first game 116 off 56 or 57 balls and set the stage alight because no one expected quita to beat lahore like i didn't i remember thinking oh yeah lahore is gonna win this one and quita is gonna have four points or six points or whatever it was and they're just gonna be at the bottom too and the way jason roy just came he just, what they score like over 200 or whatever it was right jason roy is elite that's that's a very good word definitely is i think his issue is similar to J- johnny Bairstow or Josh butler they're just not as consistent over the past year but mm. overall if you look at like the last four years five years they have been pretty darn consistent and uh, i enjoyed that innings very much uh, i don't know if it's the best knock i'll have to probably think about that uh but Harry Brooks was really good. I I yeah. personally, um, I loved the knock by uh, Shadab Khan. I think the 91 he scored. Yeah, that, that was, was really very, good. very impressive. Losing uh, calls, but yeah, it was close. Yeah. Will Smead's 97 and his yeah. 99. I thought both of them were really good. Fakhar Zaman's 100, personally, I didn't think that was one of the best uh, no, no. knocks that he's ever had. But um, yeah, Jason Roy, very good. On top of that, David Visa, what do you guys feed him? Right, he doesn't perform with the bat most of the se- most of the series, right? And we, then we, the la- we can get on to that because this <laughs> we can get on to do fifty six of fourteen we, we or fifty six of sixteen. Sixteen, yeah. We we can 
we can get on to David Visa in a second. We thought touch upon Lahore, but yeah, um, that was interesting. He suddenly became uh, Kevin Peets in the last few games. Um, no, not even Kevin. <laughs> not even Kevin. Like he is Chris Gale. <laughs> Chris Gale levels, man. Three fifty strike yeah, rate. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. Crazy, about it. crazy. Um, yeah, for sure. Then we'll quickly touch upon them. And actually, let's touch upon Karachi because I mean, I'll be quick. Barbarism. I mean, That's yeah, it. look, he, did, he didn't play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, people are going to say, I know what they're going to say, Barbarazem, he let the team down, blah, blah. But let's be honest, Barbarazem was pretty much the only player yeah. that managed to get runs. He's yeah. the only player that managed to actually do something throughout the whole tournament. Um, and it, it's a shame because no one else just backed him up. It was it was a really bizarre season for Karachi. Imad was, uh, sorry, Imad Wasim. Uh, well, yeah, Imad Wasim had a couple of uh, decent games where he bowled. Like, yeah. To be fair, he normally bowls pretty consistently. Uh, but and he with backed the bat, it well in a couple of games as well. Yeah, yeah. which was, I was going to say, really important um, because like we haven't seen him bat well for a very, very long time. Um, not that I can remember anyway. And like we used to say like for Pakistan, he was a finisher we needed. Um, but he didn't. He kind of stopped showing that after a while. But it was good to see him finally get someone Shajil Khan I mean it looks like he's just been figured out unfortunately um and that that kind of happens when you've got a very limited game and he hasn't really tried to improve and then if you look at the rest of the team I mean it was just I mean Ahmed also had a couple of good games but then he had a couple of bad games as well um you know I'm happy to admit that even though obviously we talk a little bit but you know I'm sure he'll be the first one to tell me that he didn't have the best tournament considering Karachi only won one game and um yeah, like they would, they'd just be really disappointed. I think overall with, um, with the with the performances. I mean, it just wasn't particularly good. Colin Ingram didn't really do much. If I'm not mistaken. Did he play? He didn't to play in this. I don't think he he was even in in contention. We've had this discussion before. Uh, oh yeah, played, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you last year on it. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, it, yeah, that's that's how long ago it was since I watched a Karachi game. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you one thing, right? Joe Clark, I expect. Yeah, Joe Clark, I expected a lot from. Uh, Chris yeah. Jordan, I expected a lot from. I think Chris Jordan had one good knock, uh, one yeah. good uh, uh, bowling yeah. death spell, and uh, that was about it. Kasim Akram, Kasim Akram, I was impressed with. He came back from the Under 19 World Cup, scored, scored runs, bowled well in the few games that he got a chance to. So very happy that he got a chance and performed the way that he should. There's not many people I would retain from Karachi. And I was speaking to Hassan Bhai earlier uh, on my video, which I'm just plugging now. It will be out soon. Uh, but basically, um, uh, Kasim Akram got a chance. That's great. Babarazam probably stays. And maybe, maybe Imad Wasim stays. And maybe they look at Muhammad Nabi. Everyone else, I'm asking mm. for an overhaul completely from Karachi. Because... Their bowling hasn't worked as they would have liked. Their batting hasn't worked. And their fielding has been pretty damn terrible too, right? Yes, we talked about every team's fielding has been bad. Karachi's been bad, like next level bad. On top of that, mm-hmm. until they got to Lahore, they didn't look like they were going to win a game. In Lahore, yes, they finally beat Lahore, right? But barring that, they got really close in a couple of matches. There was that game against Islamabad. I think it was against Islamabad where Wakas Maksud balled the death, uh, balled at the death, and uh, won Islamabad the match. But overall, man, this 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 entire uh, uh, what do you call it escapade or an entire uh, PSL for Karachi Kings has been a reality check to tell them Shajil needs to go. Stop thinking that you need Muhammad Amir. Right. Concentrate on young blood. Try and 
concentrate more on uh, players who are ar around from the region, try and understand players like, right. Uh, and again, I'm ad-libbing here and I want to credit the person who said this, which is Hassan Bai. Zahid Mahmood, a leg-spinning uh, connoisseur for the sake of argument, is playing for Islamabad, played two games, right? He's from Sindh. Why didn't, why didn't Karachi pick him up? Karachi needed a genuine leg spinner in the side who could play pretty much every single game. And they didn't get that. Uh, the, the team lineup, and a lot of people have talked about this, but basically, after the draft, Karachi just looked weak. And I think we both kind of said it uh, uh, not too, uh, like two months ago that Karachi didn't look like the best side, but they have some really good names in there, but they don't look like the best side. And yeah. it's proven. They, they were last, they won one game out of 10, right? They were the exact opposite of Multan Sultans, right? That's how bad they were. <laughs> yeah, that they, they were they were really poor. Joe Clark, as you said, like I expected more from him because yeah. I, I just know how talented he is, and I think the only reason why he hasn't actually played any games for England is uh, because of like off-field issues. But yeah. um, otherwise, he he definitely would have. I mean, uh, he is a like a gun player, and he he's played really well in the PSL in previous years. But the problem is, is that when as a team you're collectively not playing well and, and there's not that right kind of environment. It's only the really elite players that are able to churn something out of that. And that's why we saw Bob Ross and kind of step up because he is one of the, the best only players elite in the world. player in their side, is, isn't he? Because they, yeah. the rest just yeah. looked horrible. I'm sorry like, to say. Like, yeah, because Mohammed Nabi is a world class player. I wouldn't class him as elite, um, to be fair. But See, he had two good games too. So, and I said yeah. this, I was like, a lot of these players, a lot of the Karachi players had good games. Yeah. But. No one else contributed. In also, those games. exactly that's the thing, right? I was going to say, yeah. yeah, but they there's no game where two or three players actually had a exactly. game and yeah. they were able to yeah. win an actual match. Yeah, it was yeah. like, okay, well, you know, we haven't been destroyed by ten wickets or lost by a hundred runs, but you know, that that's not something to be proud of, right? Yeah. So, yeah, um, it was it was a strange, strange uh, campaign for them. But as you said, I'm I'm sure they'll overhaul it. My feeling is that they'll probably. Well, they will keep. I think they will keep Barbarazum unless he doesn't want to be. Oh no, Barbarazum is going to stay in there because um, the thing is, right? Because he's uh, captain, if you look right? At, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's he's captain, I guess. So he's not going. So I think himself, Imad Wasim, unless Imad seems not happy because you know whatever he got to, didn't give him the captaincy. Um, Muhammad Nabi, they'll probably bring back, and then I think they might keep someone like Ahmed Asif just Ka because Kasim he can be Akram a backup. Needs to stay. I think Asim Akram as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Asim, obviously, he's your bud. You got to say it. I, I, but, no, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm more saying because I just think, like, in terms of slow ball bowler, there's, there's not that many people like him, yeah. like, in terms of what he does. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. And and he might not play every game. Like, he didn't play every game this year, but he's probably someone who, I think he's silver category, right? So, silver yeah. category in the squad as well. Like, he won't play, probably won't play every game, but um, he's pretty useful to have in there. Um, but yeah, the rest, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Pashar is on me then. Let's talk about them before we uh, kind of finish up on the last two teams. And then we need to talk about a team of the BSL as well, because of course, as always, it's gone on longer than expected. Um, <laughs> I just want to, I want to just say two things. I'm sorry to interrupt you. And okay. I know you, you, you're not, you have a monologue about Pashar is but there's only <laughs> two players that I want to talk about for Pashar is It's Shoei Malik. Okay who's freaking in the top five run getters this season, who's genuinely been the only, like, he's been so good with the bat, it's not even funny. But it's That's it's so not surprising, shot. is it? Right? <laughs> uh, 
and Salman Ishad. <laughs> thank you. Right. Thanks. Thanks, Fazad. Thanks for summing summing up what I was gonna say. Uh, but also yeah. Muhammad Harris. There you go. That's the third one. Muhammad Harris. Yeah. Um, two games he batted really well. Two games yeah. we uh, saw him uh, play like we we know he will. He's gonna be aggressive. He's gonna try and bash it out yeah. of the ground. Uh, He's got the batting efficiencies though. That's yeah. why he got back. But then so did Josh Butler. I, so I know I'm not comparing them. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not comparing like Joss Butler and him because obviously they're, they're kind of leagues apart. But he, his idol is Joss Butler, so I think it's pretty fitting to kind of uh, put them in the same scope in same terms category. of uh, category in terms of style. I think uh, so. Obviously, he molds his game around him, and by doing that, what that means is that defensively there is always going to be some type of weakness, and, and there are certain shots that he looks yeah. awkward playing. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also other shots which people are not naturally able to play, like and the he's able and to the play those, yeah. sweeps, yeah, etc. Yeah. And he looks very natural playing them. So the more innovative type of uh, shots that a lot of people look awkward playing, he doesn't, uh, and that opens up more of the the pitch to him. Right, he's a 360 player. Uh, but yeah, the knock that he hit, I think it was 80 odd, wasn't it? Um, unbelievable knock. I mean, I was like, yeah. this is ridiculous. You had I mean, the, you didn't know much about Mohammed Harris before. No, then, I did didn't. You? No, yeah. no, I didn't. So I just, I just saw it and I thought this guy's talented, and uh, I know he's in contention for kind of one of the breakthrough players. I'll ask you yours uh, in a bit, but yeah, he's phenomenal. And then Salman Rashad, I mean, pff, the match against Islamabad, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like he bowled, uh, who was it? he bowled Hales with a leg stump Yorker, and I was like, what? And Hales was on like sixty nine at the time. Yeah. I think he was on yeah. seventy yeah. odd. And I was like, wow, because he's obviously got his eye in and to get bowled by that delivery means it has to be like phenomenal, that Yorker. Yeah. Uh, and then he bowled <laughs> Asif Ali with a slower ball Yorker where he just made him look silly. Like he shifted across his stumps. He nutmegged him as well whilst yeah. he was getting bowled. And I was like, this guy is spot on. I know we'll talk about Zaman Khan later with Lahore and obviously he's similar in terms of slingy action, but Zaman Shah's a little bit older and I think you can tell with that maturity because his Yorkers, more from the not, are pretty much spot on. Yeah. Um, but not just that. It's the slingy action, of course, means that uh, it's a bit more awkward. He's skiddy. He's got good slower balls, change-ups, cutters, for example, as well. Really useful. Um, he just seems very mature uh, beyond his years. And, and like really, really, really good bowler. Um, I was really impressed with him throughout the whole tournament. Um, and it's funny because he almost won that game for Bashar against Islamabad. But Wahab Riyaz thought he'd lose it for them. So uh, yeah, yeah. Wahab <laughs> went for 50 runs after Salman Shah basically got, you know, I think he went for like five runs and got two wickets. And then next over, yeah. Wahab Riyaz goes for like 14. So, um, yeah, I think gives my mate Benny Howell, I've also had on the show, only 10 runs to defend uh, against Islamabad. So good luck to him. And of course, uh, he doesn't manage to defend that. So thank you, Wahab Riyaz, for ruining it. But yeah. Um... <laughs> hey, your team won. You should be happy. No, no, I am. I am. I'm just, I just, I'm watching that match. I just thought to myself, like, I'm like, well, I was so upset after that match. And I know we said we wouldn't talk about him, but I mean, the whole Karachi leg, he didn't pick up a single wicket. Nope. The whole Karachi okay. leg. And a, a single wicket. And then, and then at that point, I'm sorry, but if you're captain, you should be thinking, should I drop myself? I know you had a couple of good games after that, but then when it really counted, as always, I mean, how many times have we seen this? Like, there's no point looking at highlights of him bowling against Shane Watson. That was in like 2015. 15. So that was seven years that's ago. That's seven years ago. We uh, were and, in uni. And, 
Uh, yeah, and even then, can I say something? He was the most erratic bowler around anyway. Like, yeah. it, only, it would be like one every f- three, four games he'd bowl. Otherwise, he might go for 100 runs in an ODI. Like, that's literally yeah. how expensive he could be. So, um, yeah, I mean, really disappointing um, to see the way he captained and clearly tries to back himself and, and, and give himself to the team. But I think he uh, he screwed Bashar really badly in that game. Yeah. And it could have been different because they could have they could have been the ones playing... Um, Lahore and maybe who knows you never know what happens from there but yeah. either way yeah Sean Malik really really good as you said I mean 401 runs 11 matches average of 45 I mean just keeps on doing the business at his age and uh, he's really good Heydar Ali has oh, I don't know what to ex- I don't know what to say about him <laughs> that this is gonna um, get a long this is gonna be a really long video if we start talking about Heydar Ali for I'm not gonna yeah I, I think you know what I mean it might be worth actually doing um, I think it might be worth doing a, a future stars episode on him because uh, he uh, he's I think a potential future star, and I, I'm sure that's is maybe one that we can do. Uh, he's probably not as well known, even though he's played for Pakistan and obviously hit 50 on debut against England. But uh, he had some glaring issues in his technique and kind of mentality, uh, and he's a really interesting case. And it'll be interesting to see if he can figure out the Rubik's cube that is his batting technique and his mind uh, because it's a very complicated Rubik's Cube, which um, I'm not 100% sure whether he'll be able to do it. And I hope he does because he's definitely talented uh, and a lot of it will be down to the mental aspect. So hopefully we see him back. He, he, he showed glimpses, but it's almost like uncertainty because before it was, he was so overly aggressive and he kept on getting caught at like square leg and mid-wicket, trying to just yeah. hit across the line. And now it's like he's unsure. He's obviously been told, don't do that. Yeah. But he's so hesitant and tentative in his innings that he just gets out for like a runner ball 10 or like less than a runner ball 7 or something. You know, that, that's yeah. just how he looks. He looks very unsure of his game. Um, so I think he's going through a bit of a developmental uh, stage of his career, uh, which is uh, one of those things. But yeah, I mean, they also had some uh, int- some good uh, Pakistani bowlers like Mohamed Omer, I think was good. Muhammad Umar, this is the thing. Muhammad Umar is a very talented bowler. Another person who Karaji could have picked up because he's from like the area. Uh, but overall, he had two to three good games. And again, mm. not not as consistent as someone like Salman Rashad from... Because uh, I think Lahore initially found him out, didn't they? Uh, Salman Rashad. And then he he's, uh, Peshawar Zalmi took him. But again, like I said, Peshawar Zalmi most of their performance was on the back of Shoaib Malik. Like that, like Ben Cutting had a couple of good games. I, I, I forgot about Ben Cutting. Uh, he scored, what was that, 50 off 20 balls once and then like mm-hmm. 40 off uh, 30, uh, 18, 19. So he had a couple of good knocks, but the most disappointing player, even though Kamran Akmal played for Peshawar, most disappointing player for me was Hazrat Allah Zazai. I expected so much more from him for Peshawar. Yeah, he's such a good player. Um, yeah. Disappointing. <laughs> He's yeah. so good, man. I mean, it's just like, oh, yeah. I'll expect it more for sure, but I guess it happens. And uh, Kamar Atmal. <laughs> he, did, just, yeah, he, he had he two okay. good knocks as well, right? He, did he okay. had a 50. Yeah. And for a guy who shouldn't be playing cricket in the PSL, he, he had a pretty good season. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Right, let's move on then to the last two teams. So Multan first, I mean, dominant about the whole league. Uh, apart from that final, they'd only lost one game before then, which was to Lahore, but they'd beaten Lahore twice as well. Uh, yeah. Beat them in Eliminator 1. 
They just looked absolutely dominant. It was like, how can anyone genuinely, how can anyone genuinely actually beat this uh, monster of a team? They've got Captain Rizwan, Sharma Suits firing at the top. They've got Riley Russo, Tim David, Kushtil Shah to finish. They've got Imran Dahir with the ball. Kushtil Shah has been getting wickets. Dahani with the ball. Um, it's like David Willey as well, opening the bowling. Like It's like, how are you going to beat this team? Andy Flowers, the coach. Uh, you know, Mushtaq Ahmed as well. It's just like star-studded everywhere. How are you going to beat them? And um, I mean, Lahore managed to somehow do it in the final, but they were definitely the best team of the tournament. Uh, and that, I think, is reflected in uh, the stats. I mean, Mohandra is one, second highest run scorer. Shamasu, third highest run scorer. Um ridiculous average of 68 for 101 40 for Shah Masood. um wickets Shanwaz Dahani 17 for him he was fourth on that list but they've got one two three four five six so out of the seven top five bowlers because there's three players joint um on 16 three of them yeah. are Multan Sultan so Kushtil Shah Imran Tahir and Shanwaz Dahani and Imran Tahir and Kushtil Shah both their economies are below seven yeah like phenomenal. Uh, so I think that kind of gives you a little bit of a story about how well uh, they play throughout the tournament. And in the middle as well, like Riley Russo and Tim Day were destructive and won them games where they needed, for example, 13, 14, 15 and over. So um, yeah, word on them. And obviously Mohamed Rizwan won player of the tournament, which we'll discuss in a little bit as well. Yeah. So you've, you've summed it up really well, but I just want to highlight the fact that Mohammad Rizwan and Shan Masood, their opening stands, they've all, they only like missed it like three times. Otherwise, they'd always survive the power play. And by the end of it, it was like, yeah, they're just, they're just going to get 50 anyway, aren't they? They're going to get 50 runs and then one of them is going to get out. They're, uh, they're uh, running between the wickets. They're uh, changes yeah. in pace in terms of, oh, uh, I'm going to be aggressive. You're going to be defensive, blah, blah, blah. All that is really good. You talked about uh, Riley Russo, Tim Dave, Tim David, man. I can't believe how Lahore let him go, but still, still, Tim <laughs> David, he is a legend in the making um, for Multan Sultan specifically. Uh, Riley Russo, that six he hit, and then the the pose that was that was pretty <laughs> cool. I enjoyed that. Um, Mbappe, and, yeah, yeah, Super celebration. and uh, and Khushal Shah with the ball. He's his batting's not been firing as much, even though he's striking no. at one eighty. He's striking yeah. at 180, but his bowling has come to the forefront. And him and Ibrahim Tahir and Asif Afridi. How could we forget Asif he's Afridi? So, he bowled so well. So oh, good. Man. Dude, just he's a he's a he's a spinner, bowls in the power play, yeah. goes at less than six. He really came into it basis. in the Lahore leg, wasn't it? Because it was turning. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, dude, this guy is so, so talented. I think I mentioned to you, I remember him from the domestic side, right? He was performing the national T20. He was performing in uh, the national uh, the national ODI Cup, the Pakistan Cup, sorry. And then he was performing in the Kadidam Trophy. He's playing for KPK, which basically means his team wins all the time anyway, right? And uh, mm. Asif Afridi, absolutely brilliant. Abbas Afridi, I was really impressed with the way he was bowling. Yeah, Again, good. young talent, Youngster. needs a few more years for sure. But I was very excited to see him uh, get a chance uh, in the PSL. And yeah, man, Shanawaz Dahani. Uh, Blessing Muzrabani as well when he played. He looked all right with good. the bounce and stuff. Dahani, yeah, yeah. uh, I, I, I only found this out today that Dahani was actually injured before the season. Uh, mm. I forgot about that. And he had COVID. 
So when he came back, the first few games, the reason why I was going for runs because he was just getting back into things. Then when he took some time off, came back, and then I think in like seven games or six or seven games, he took 17 wickets. So that is impressive as anything. So even with a terrible start to the season, still ends up in the top five wicket, uh, uh, wicket takers, right? So yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, quality. Uh, I can't quality ball. I don't know. Quality shot wouldn't work there, but uh, yeah, Multan Sultan's team of the tournament for you know what I mean, like the team of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they they won all the battles, but they just didn't win the war. I think someone said that on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that I, makes I, sense. Very well said. And uh, for Lahore, obviously, my team, uh, they're victorious. Fuckers we can stop. The... We can stop. Them, no, no, it's right? okay. They they top the he topped the uh, the batting charts. Uh, 588 runs, average of uh, 45. Shaheen topped the wicket as well. 20 wickets for him from 13 matches. I mean, it has to be said, Shadab Khan had 19 and played four less matches, but yeah. we'll ignore that fact. Look uh, at that average. Of, 10 average of, for Shadab, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. Economy of 7.57 for Shaheen, which is really good, considering he bowls the death as well. Uh, but Shadab was economy of 6.46. <laughs> Zaman Khan's there at three as well. Um, 18 wickets. A bit expensive at 8.26, but he was really good. And Harris Rolfs in there, he's a little bit expensive at 16 wickets. So those three were really good. Um, and then Harry Brook as well, obviously talented in the middle order. Um, Hafiz stepped up in that final, obviously, with an all-round performance. He wasn't particularly good throughout the whole tournament. Bowled pretty well in, in spurts and then didn't really do much with the bat. But it was Fakhar Zaman who really carried us throughout the whole tournament. Abdullah Shafiq with a couple of good knocks. And then obviously we have a really star-studded bowling lineup with Shaheen, Zaman Khan, Harris Rolf, and then Rashid Khan. I mean, flipping out. I mean, there's not really much more to say about that. But yeah, Asher, basically, how good are Lahore? <laughs> Lahore's great. Lahore's great. I don't know if I can uh, say that one more time without uh, burning. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Lahore was great, man. Lahore was genuinely, uh, in the final especially. Dude, they were 140 for four, 140 for five in 18 overs. And then Visa and Brooks smashed 40 of two overs, right? David Visa, I'm going to get back to it. I don't care about the players you talked about, right? What, the, what is wrong with David Visa? 28 of eight twice in a row. Right? Why would you do this? Like, comes in and you're like, oh, okay, they're gonna get to 160, maybe, maybe 165, 180. What? You, know, you, you know what's funny? I was doing the watch along, and um, I think it was like three or four overs to go, and he he just come in, and then yeah, uh, and I, I wasn't banking on just him because Harry Brook was at the crease as well, and I was just like, they're like, hey, what do you think, Aaron and anyone? Like, what do you think they're gonna get? And I was like, look, um, I think 180, 180's on. And then Venny was like, you know, maybe 170. And Aaron's like, I think at 175, I think it'll be like, it'll be really good. But I, I don't know if they're going to get that. And then literally, last ball, they got 180. And, he was and I was like, I told you. I told you. 180. <laughs> and the thing is, the 28 of 8, as you said, like, it was just phenomenal. And the way that it's weird because, like, when you see him bat sometimes, he just doesn't look particularly good. Like, I'm just going to yeah. be honest with you. Like, the way that he strikes yeah. the ball, it looks really awkward um, sometimes. It doesn't really look like he's middling it. And then out of nowhere, he's just got long levers and he just like middle, when he middles it, it just goes miles. Uh, yeah. And he just seems like this type of player that when it comes to the last over, he just suddenly switches into, uh, as you said, Chris Gale, right-handed Chris yeah. Gale and just starts smashing everywhere. But yeah, 28 of 8, it was uh, poetic. That was exactly the same uh, little knock he had against Islamabad. 
and yeah, uh, in the end it made a difference in that match and it made a huge difference in this one obviously as well yeah. um well what to say i mean he didn't have the best tournament but when it really mattered you know he stood, he, he stood up and that's exactly what Fees did as well yeah. when players like uh for example Fakazman Abdullah Shafiq didn't have good games uh, the others stepped up and, and kind of were st- stood and were counted for which is uh important so yeah I'm happy man as you can probably imagine yeah and uh, the funny thing is uh you haven't let me speak because you've said everything that I would have thought of right one thing I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned was also Zaman Khan Zaman Khan very exciting bowler. Yes, he can be expensive, but Harris Rofe is most, more expensive and has taken less wickets. So, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I'm, I'm glad Lahore's won finally. And Lahore, Kalandas, in terms of their batting, Harry Brook. Phil Salt has been horrible. Kamran Ghulam had a couple of good knocks. Yeah. Abdullah Shafiq has had a lot better knocks uh, than these guys. And I was really surprised when they dropped Abdullah Shafiq, but I think he was injured or he had some sort of uh, issue. That's why they didn't play Abdullah Shafiq for those couple of games. But overall, yeah, Lahore Kalandas were led by Fakhar Zaman and mostly Shaheen Afridi. Shaheen Afridi's captaincy was so, so impressive. I was yeah. so surprised in the best possible way. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Great, great going, Lahore Kalandas, for sure. Yeah, he captained really well, um, for sure. Really mature beyond his years, I thought. And uh, did well with his change-ups, field replacements, etc. for the most part. So, really impressive. Lahore winning at home. Uh, I know you need to go, so uh, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, but, yeah, thanks very much, Asha, for being on. Do appreciate it. Uh, thanks guys for tuning in if you haven't already do check out cricket for us 2.0 on youtube do like and subscribe of course uh, to that channel and if you're watching here on quality shot then do uh, if you're on youtube like subscribe if you're on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, etc and you're listening then do uh subscribe follow all that good stuff thank you very much and speak to you soon thanks bye